Welcome back, folks. Smoke them if you got them with a very special, special today, Chris Spedding. Now, Chris Spedding has been a mainstay in the British session scene since the late 60s, and he's played with everybody. Jack Bruce, John Cale, Elton John, Paul McCartney, even the Bay City Rollers. So you've heard of this, right? Now, when the uh, Oracle came to me after we did that great, great episode of Annette Peacock and said, yo, I found this out. We should talk about this. I knew not much of this dude. I heard the name, but I didn't know much. And then the Oracle sent me the tune that you just heard, and that blew me the fuck away. So without any further ado, the man responsible for this debacle, the Oracle of Oxford County. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go on a journey through the beautiful little time that Chris Spedding, who in my mind, and I'm sure G's mind also, was sort of like this uh, glam rock, punk rock guy, Brian Ferry. Yeah, that's where I sort of had him in my brain, right? Very much so. Sort of like image based, more than music based in my brain. In my brain, good, also. good, good pictures, not great records. Boy, were we wrong? Correct, completely <laughs> wrong. But what's funny <laughs> when we listen to the N at Peacock, right? We're, we're talking about uh, who plays on the record, and and Chris Spedding plays on the record, and that sort of triggered something in my brain. Yeah, and said, "Oh, Chris Spedding is a jazz rock guitar player. I must have read that obviously somewhere along the lines." And uh, I went and did some crazy research, folks. Crazy research. I went and looked at his album output, everything he played on, from 1969 to 1971. Ooh. I put everything to every single album that he played on from beginning to end. Yeah. I then took whatever I found was the best song and put that on this playlist and that's what we're going through correct and let me and let me tell you something let me tell you something brother this is the definitive best collection the ultimate in the five star output of chris spedding now if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about the deal is very simple we're going to be listening to a lot of music so this time we usually have two numbers rolled for this this is this is all bets are off, ain't that right? Well, I'm in a pandemic still. I know the world's moved on, but where I live, there's still nothing going on. Exactly, exactly. So we got we got to go deep. We got to go hard on this today. I'm smoking a combination. All right, I'm doing I'm doing a little sativa shatter with the with the last bottom man of my wedding crashers, which is in high demand but almost over. But I do have a vape pen that I am hitting throughout the recording, and that's full of Sky Pilot taking me to where I need to be for this Chris Spedding retrospective. So first thing first, what do you think of that first song? Man, you were trying to get me hooked into this thing. I thought, yeah, let's talk about like a couple of songs. This was the song that gave me that key to go, hey, you guys can do a special on this. Uh, it hooked me from the get-go. There's something really magical about orchestrated uh rock instruments i want to say that really just um also nothing sounds like this man i never heard anything that sounded like this tune cool opening cool uh melody right overdriven overdriven distorted guitar yeah with that driving sort of rhythmic uh you know vibes playing yeah uh so what's great about this whole process is a lot of these things i might have heard and like i hate when people say this 
when you've like read a name of a band, but you've never heard the band. You haven't heard the band, motherfucker. Just, yeah. just know Don't, that. Why okay? you fucking saying that? You know you're embarrassing yourself and your fucking ancestors. Shut the fuck yeah. up. And you, the next sentence is why I never heard them. So you could have just skipped the first one. Yeah. Well, we so all got to know what we're talking about. But I've made the same. So I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm that same guy. Here. Same here. So, but most of these things on this playlist, I had not even read their names, folks. Yeah. Okay. I never heard of Frank Riccati before. And guess what? That quartet album is awesome. Listen to it. Yeah. Listen to the whole thing. This is a, this is just the the one-off best song in my opinion. But there's other great songs on there. I think that uh, that song also is a great snapshot of like what jazz fusion was at that time and era, where the rock and roll movement and jazz were like aggressively and violently figuring out what the fuck they were, you know. And um, I think it captures in a great way. It's it's also really important to note that. All the recordings that we're going to be talking about and uh, in the playlist that is on the Facebook page that will be available for all of you. Just look at Under Noise on Port. You will find it all over there. Um, The quality of recording and the tonality in the studio, because the people in the studio are so high end. Am I am I right? Yeah, this isn't this is mostly all British uh recordings too of this time which is great and the playlist i made was called chris spedding jazz rock yeah it was not chris spedding fusion the reason why i say this folks back then it was not called fusion correct okay the reason why it became called fusion later is actually because it was of even more melding of different types of music right yeah but really it was called jazz rock because that was what was happening at yeah, the time yeah. the amplification it of it the the, the the rock and roll instrumentation like ramping up and and but but man this is i mean this is a good way to set the pace uh throughout the special today folks you will have the tunes that we're listening as you heard the first one so we're going to go through uh the top 10 you're going to listen to the tune then we're going to talk about it a little bit but um i think uh, i think now is the right time next one for the for the fine folks to uh to do your bidding and let's listen to track number two off of the chris betting retrospective here on smoke em if you got them let's go folks You shut my hair in the door You say you won't have me 
Stroud, Jack Bruce. This one got me. I don't know about you, but this one got me. Nah, man, it's fucking Jack Bruce. There's very little rock and roll pirates that really laid it all on the ground, and Jack Bruce fucking laid himself on the ground, didn't he? Well, this this one really got me because very talk about capsulation of time period and sound. Incredible. Right? Uh, I really love it. I love the guitar tone, especially on the chorus when he hits like the open chords and it rings out. Remind me of like Townsend and the Who. One hundred percent. Now I got a great story for you. Please, this might be the best story in the podcast, guys. But don't turn it off. When Chris Spedding first moved to London, England, from his small town, the very first time he goes out to see music, live music, the very first band that he sees Eric Clapton is playing guitar in the band. This is before Eric Clapton's famous. This is early sixties, but still he was really good at playing Eric Clapton blues rock. Right. 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 And Chris Spedding literally calls his parents and says, yeah, I'm going to come back home tomorrow. Cause he just thought, well, I'll never play like blues rock as good as that guy. And that's just, just some random guy in, in England. Wow. Okay. So he almost quit. His parents say, no, 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 stick it out for like a month and we'll see what happens. And he says, fine. He makes the decision in his mind. He says, well, I won't be able to play as good as him doing that type of playing. I just got to sort of play my own thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, fast forward. This is like five years later, four or five years later, maybe whatever around there. He gets the gig with Jack Bruce. And he asked Jack Bruce, he says, well, you could have had anybody basically to play, play with you. Why did you pick me? And Jack Bruce looks at him and he says, well, you're the only bloody guitar player in all of England doesn't try to rip off Eric Clapton. There it is. Wow. Wow. So there's hope out there, folks. Hey, no, and, and that's that's what I'm trying to say about Jack Bruce. You know, he was he was legit. And we have to put this into context, right? Because uh, Chris Spedding is now, what, 80 years old? Yeah. So 1957, when he's about 13, 14, the influences that he's picking up is Bill Haley, it's Buddy Holly, it's Elvis, it's Jim Vincent, it's Eddie Cochran, which, going back to what you originally were talking about, image-driven rock and roll people, he's a teddy boy, that's where he's coming from, but you can tell early on that, you know, and also, if, if I'm not mistaken, because I was reading the biography earlier, he kicked off with the violin, and then he couldn't wait to get rid of the violin to get into the guitar once rock and roll came through the transistor radio. Yeah, both of his parents were heavy into classical music. Yeah, uh, he he is adopted. Yeah. Uh, so th- there is something uh, to be said about that. But uh, we got we got to move now to uh, track three because out of this bunch of tunes, and we got some bad bad double D music, baby. Um, the battered ornaments. Are a motherfucker. So this one, I wanted your thoughts on this one because now we've had three tracks already and yeah. three different guitar players. Yeah. Wildly different. Wildly different. Wildly different. So um, what what about this track got you? Now Pete Brown, all I now I did know Pete Brown's name. I knew I also knew Jack Bruce. Pete Brown what I knew was was like a lyricist for cream. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I knew that. This, Besides that, I didn't know he had a band. I didn't know that they were awesome. Uh, wow. This was great. This was like cool doors, you know? Yeah. Uh, listen, guys, we're going to play the tune. We're going to talk a little bit about this track. I encourage you to go and hit it and come back to us on Smoking If You Got It. 
go. Thank you. 
motherfucking Pete Brown and his battered ornaments with the baddest guitar player that I've uh, had the pleasure of discovering this year, Chris Spedding. Mm. Now that was interesting tones he was getting out of that guitar, wasn't he, G? Uh, yeah. Well, give me the time frame on this because uh, it doesn't sound like any guitar from that time. No, and this uh, playlist is in chronological order because I'm like that. So we're we're still we're still in '69, you know. Yeah. And it does. It's interesting because he's got he's using um, for sure a slide guitar. Yeah. Right. Uh, or something that allows him to slide through the because it originally it sounded like a, it didn't sound like a pill bottle to me, like a glass pill bottle, which was the usual. It sounded more like the metal slide. Got, he's got a cool slide and with, with different effects on it, which which yeah. at the time is definitely unique, which is cool. Um, what do you think of the Pete Brown? It's, did, was, it, was I right? It was like a Cool Doors song? It's super cool. This is like a Western-based jam. There's a lot of 16th and 32nd notes and like, you know, kind of a standard California, you know where we're going. Um, I did like that the flute was used so haphazardly throughout the thing, kind of stabbing in and out, you know. Um, yeah. This this tune in particular really remind like when when generic when people generically speak of jam bands from the '60s and '70s from the Fillmore man like this is yeah. that sort of fucking shit they talk about. But I never really got tired. Yeah, it's actually good. That, if if, you, if you're gonna talk about a generalization of a whole era and, and style of music, this would be a great example if other bands followed it because the battered ornaments are such a pleasant surprise. You know, this this tune, Sandcastle, really got to me, man. And once again, Chris Spedding is able to paint different colors. This is the same year, folks. And he's able to paint different colors because, and and I wrote this quote because um, I thought it was so, as a matter of fact, it it reminded me a lot of uh, of you. Um, He writes in the tune that we're going to talk about later, Session Man, he writes, you got to do what's best for the band. That's actually part of the verse. But it opens with everybody wants a session man. This dude understands how to place himself in a spot. He understands what the job is. And he comprehends that it's not about getting yourself and what you know into the recording, but servicing the audio that's coming out. Well, guess what? They kicked out Pete Brown. And then Chris Spedding Spedding became the lead singer in the Battered Ornaments. Let's go listen to that track. Let's go do that. Late Into the Night, track number four off of the uh, Chris Spedding retrospective. Do it, folks. Let's go.
I'll tell you, let me ask you, did it remind you the drums and the feel of this uh, vitamin C can? Oh, my God. I wish we were in video so you could see. I wrote can right down here. This is Bam. this is the fucking this is so dated uh, in the in the right way. Right. This, yeah. this doesn't feel old. It doesn't feel like a 69. It feels like Bowie is inside this track. It feels like Ken is in this track. It feels like Bossa Nova is in this track. Incredible uh, art, too. Incredible art. Yeah, by the way, we, we haven't even delved onto the art, but this man does not work on lame shit. I'll tell you that much. So, uh, really incredible. Different vibe than obviously the, the, other, the previous song, the same band, right? Which shows you there are, I mean, just in the same band, quite a different variety of, of songs and tunes. Yeah. So I, I, I recommend both, both those albums. Listen yeah. to them if you got the time. I wouldn't do you wrong. There you go. There you go. Uh, the Battered Ornaments, great name for a band. Great yes. story inside. This is a great sideline into Chris Spedding's career that really is just kicking off here. Um, the man is in his 80th year of, uh, of life, of really ass-kicking. And for the last 20 years, he's been the main guitar player for Brian Ferry. At any juncture, even though the band has changed, he is the guitarist that consistently is there for recordings and all that. And I would like to point out that the coolest era of Paul McCartney, late 70s, early 80s, with recordings that were really pushing the envelope, not fucking songs with Rihanna, uh, the guitar that he called upon was Chris fucking Spedding. 81, 82, 83, and 84. So there's something to be said about that. Um, we need to move on because we're about to get hit over the head with Electric City. Yeah, let's go, folks. Be prepared. <laughs>
tell me. Tell me what you want to do. I'll work with you, or I can punch you in the face. Now, uh, this one really got me because I, I never heard the name Bob Downs in my life. Bob Downs sounds like a pillow company. Bob Downs sounds like a record executive, not a record maker. It's it's uh, not what I thought. And then I see the flute on the cover, right? Yeah. Guy playing the flute. I'm like, I don't know. Yep. And then wham, free jazz insanity. I uh, I wrote, I, I gave it five stars upon a minute and tw- a minute and 15 seconds of listening. I wrote, um, this is freak out. Perfect freak out style music, uh, taking the roots of blues and really dismantling it. Um, sci-fi guitar and the two of them create future music. John Hassel, uh, in his process of music created this place called fourth world where it's music that doesn't stick to the grid. And, uh, I would like to propose that this particular song, electric city by Bob Downs and Chris Spedding be put there. Cause this shit is, entrancing and also once again now we're talking this is track number uh five six in this uh, in this incredible retrospective playlist that the oracle has put together for all of us to enjoy and this dude does not repeat anything there is nothing repeated here the ideas are always fresh and new yeah really really incredible uh, probably the most thing i'm happy about learning about was bob downs because i checked out a lot of his stuff and everything was really cool. In that, if you that like thing. the avant-garde, folks, yeah, jump on in. Yeah. If not, you'll be scared and we'll leave very fast. No, uh, <laughs> but the, the beauty of this is that every al- every album is going to be different. Yeah, L- let me ask you something because as as a guitar player, of, a veteran of this, explain to the folks how hard it is, or what is somewhat of the approach of not playing the guitar in a conventional way. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Is is a lot of really, well, a lot of good conventional guitar players, which takes a lot of time and practice. So fill in the blank. If you're a classically trained guitar player, if you went to a jazz school, whatever it is, like that takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and you're learning sort of like to play in that idiom. And then when someone says, hey, I don't want you to play anything like that, but I want it to be good. Right? There's a challenge. Right. So then uh, the interesting thing is a lot of people that are good at playing avant-garde outside music are not the best at playing inside music. This is uh, the most impressive thing so far to me about Chris Spedding is the same guitar player on this track is the same guy on the Jack Bruce track, which is mind blowing. Correct. But at the same time, if you pay enough attention to the right kind of music and you do your study and your research, you can understand how that fits in the same space. And I think, one of the coolest things about the journey that we've been doing on Smoke Em If You Got Em uh, with the records that we've been doing this roundabout uh, really show that all these individual thinkers not only sit and work on their instrument, their tool to get the message out, but they think about composition, they think about space, they think they're aware of all these things, that it's way more than just grabbing a guitar and playing a three-chord song, right? Correct. And we need to move along to the next. Here's the deal. This is where I'm at because we right now, we are at a very crucial point for me. I felt like there is a rest spot here. So what I need yep. y'all to do oh, before we hit this incredible second bit 
is uh, to do yourself and yours a favor and take that joint and light it up. Hit your vape pen. Do what you will. We know, we all know that the Oracle's already munching on peanut butter breath. Ain't that right? Uh, I've been there for a while, folks. Woo! Brother! And uh, the sativa's hitting me right. We need to keep on going because Chris Petting won't stop for nobody. And I don't want to miss the train. So you know what to do. Smoke them if you got them. Smoke if you got them. Let's go. Let's go.
Michael Gibbs. Now, here's the classic asshole th- saying, I had read Michael Gibbs' name before. And I even knew that he was an arranger in my brain. But I didn't never hear his music. I never heard his music. He, I never I, did hear of his music. Listen, I never did hear his music till right I, now. I did not. I had no knowledge. I made my judgment completely off of the cover. And I saw the face and I said, this dude's a fucking asshole. And the beginning of the track is like almost like semi-classical too, right? Uh, folks, this is the first in the, my show notes. Uh, this is the first track that I put five stars down immediately. Uh, not even like wait for it. Just twenty seconds in. Uh, this is this is Sondheim. This is Zappa. This is Batiato, which we just spoke of. This is American modern music. Uh, the guitar pass in this at a minute thirty-five. At a minute 35, they opened the line for Chris Spedden to say, what's up? What a solo, huh? Jesus now, Christ. The great part. This is the first uh, interesting solo, okay? Because the other solos that were, were done that were great were really non-conventional solos. We just talked about this. Yeah. Now, this is in the limbo land, okay? <laughs> because Tell the fine folks what the fuck that means, because that is so accurate. The Limbo Land was a weird po- point where guys were trying to play uh, this new thing called jazz rock fusion, right? So you're trying to have like the edge of a rock guy and some of that vocabulary, but you want to be able to keep the other end. You need to keep the sort of technical virtuosity of the jazz musician and like sort of peculiar note, 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 note choices. Yeah. Uh, easy for me to say that um, <laughs> you need to come across as a jazz player. So this one killed me. This is the one where he sounds like John McLaughlin, how John McLaughlin sound it at that time. Yeah. Meaning like extrapolation era, John McLaughlin, John McLaughlin first moves to New York, plays Tony Williams lifetime emergency. Yeah. Very similar tones. Also of the guitar. If you know those albums, no, this, so this uh, one really blew me away. Yeah. This, this record, this record is incredible. Uh, this is an absolute win. Uh, to me, there is nothing like uh, like mallets and French horns playing over rock and roll guitars. You know, um, this is as, as showboat style as it gets. And uh, a special fucking mention to the baddest tuba player and bass combo that I've heard in a long time. Folks, there's a run on the way out that the tuba player and the bass...
gentlemen, you just got some wine dark lullaby in your ears. How did that? How did that? How did that trick you, G? I love this, man. I love this. I love. I don't know if it's because where we came from. I don't know if it's because Chris Spedding has been just just getting me all sorts of fucked up. But can, is this the trio you told me? The Canadian trio? No, 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 no. Mm. No, but he does play some nice chords on this track, doesn't he? Jesus Christ! Yeah, play. Just take it away, because I'm I'm blown away by this. This is this is beautiful. This is another sort of orchestration, lots of horn uh, album, yeah. heavy bass. But this is the first one that, and probably the best example that I found of him playing sort of traditional jazz guitar, expensive chords. You know, those thirteens and nines. It's the first time we hear this sort of swing in this in this incredible playlist. And uh, what year is this? Just to give the folks a point of reference as to where we are. Uh, we're still in 1969. By the way, we're still in 1969, and we've gotten painted with every color. Uh, yeah, this is absolute tonality in the recording. Um, yeah, it's it's hard for music that is like this uh, to sound live and alive if that makes any sense but this is a very full energetic sounding album precise and beautiful uh ian carr don rendell and uh neil cuddly is that correct ardly 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 um man i i really ardly sorry he's the he's the main uh guy the, the orchestrator arranger Hats off, because that was uh, that was really beautiful. I love how yeah. you can tell how Chris Spedding is moving through his sessions. Uh, you know, he got off of Michael Gibbs, and he's going now here with uh, Neil, and now we're moving towards something that I've, I'm so happy that you introduced me to this because I like it when I'm able to talk shit about bands that people like with facts. And the next track, why do I do it? is the reason why I hate the Black Keys. The reason why I don't buy any releases off of Third Man Records out in Nashville. Because if I wanted to hear this, I'd be listening to Neil Spedding do this.
and you're back with smoke them if you got them the hippest fucking show you know what it is we're listening to uh chris spedding we're doing a retrospective and uh if you want to check out these videos so listen to the tune you can go to the page and you can get them individually on a playlist that the oracle of oxford county put together for all you fine beautiful folks intelligent audience but now please what the fuck is this? This is five minutes of cool perfection after an incredible orchestrated piece. So this was the first. This is probably, this is definitely the best track of of that album. This is like a sort of put together fake pop band, it's really to to um, highlight the the organ player. What's interesting about this is it's it's arranged by Paul Buckmaster, and Paul Buckmaster he arranged uh, on the corner with Miles Davis. Wow. So there's a little FYI, hipness. Now, this one is the most, I would say, um, again, a time capsule. This is like sort of, uh, what would you say? Like, I don't well, say easy. See, easy listening is way not the right word, but it's, but it's definitely not as hard challenges as the other stuff we've listened to. Put well, agreed, More agreed, poppy. But, but at the same time, even though you call it a time capsule, I don't want people to get this twisted. Don't sound old at all because the Black Keys last album, that came out last year sounds like two minutes off of this record. So you like the guitar tone on this one. Jesus, it fucked me up, man. I like um this this whole and then the and the riff. That riff is a great riff. That is a full vibe. Like when you want to sit in a room with people that like to play loud and relax to get into something, that's the riff. I like it a lot. And uh no complaints for this one. Um, I would this one I'd say was probably the weakest album I listened to mm-hmm. uh, all the way through. So I cannot give it the full recommendation. Uh, I can't give full recommendation to the Neil Ardley either. There's it's hit and miss. There's some great stuff. There's some, and I would say the same thing with with this this album. Yeah. The sounds nice. This yeah, this is this is a great sounding record. I mean. Chris Spedding going through his uh, career, um, you know, he's got a great website, chrisspedding.com. Great resource. The man has kept records of every single session, every record made. Um, there is uh, hyperlinks to go see videos, to get transcripts, to see where he's at. And, you know, when you think about uh, this iconic photography that rock and roll needs, uh, you and I were talking about it. When you go to the header of the page, uh, there's a current current picture of Chris Petting, and he's still the coolest dude that you have seen. The hair of a champion, just the look, the clothing. Uh, he hasn't fucked around with shit that's not cool, and it's very important for me to say that because uh, ageism is a real thing, and he proves that it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the spirit and how you tackle shit. Now, with that being said, this to me is the manifesto we're about to listen to. Uh, I made a reference before that when I read this quote, it reminded me of you. And this is 1970. And this is Warner Music. This is real big budget. So don't get it twisted. Don't think this man is just doing noises and not getting paid. This is Warner Music to this day. Session Man by Chris Spedding. Let's go. Session man, you gotta play it like you mean it Session man, even though you've never seen it before Give me a little bit of James Brown Stack sound, come on Stevie 
band Said man, you gotta do the best you can for the band a Juicy Lucy Ricky Havens Roll over to Juicy songs prepared right it was sort of like the uh you've been recording doing such a great job and everything he's a little out of point let's give chris some extra cash and keep him around yeah and this is what he came up this again this whole album i would say to me not that strong this is the song and this is his life right right and it is such a tongue-in-cheek but cool and and really telling you how it was especially back then you know give me some james brown everybody wants everybody wants a session man and uh, you gotta do what's right for the band what's best for the band i one of the coolest things about this tune is like as a music lover when he is dropping these hints of the music the instrumentation which he's playing all of it is moving around with it right so when he talks about james brown you hear the james brown beat when he talks about motown you hear the motown flavor this is a full workshop in a minute 35 now the Oracle and myself, we, we both uh, record music and we play with other people at different stages. But at the end of the day, you always workshop at home. Ain't that right? Correct. This is this is a this is exactly what you would send uh, somebody that you trust. Uh, to, hey, check this out. I, I came up with this and, you know, it's fun. But Warner understands the value of something in a minute and thirty five. Even though it's not the strongest, it's still the hardest thing that Warner Music might have been putting out in 1970 because nobody could do what he did in a minute 35. So I give I give this tune five stars, and um, it's it's dope that they took a chance, and it's dope that he came back with something that's tongue in cheek but accessible too. And folks, our last song on the journey today is my favorite. So that's just give you a little preview. Yeah, this is this is true. You're listening to Smoke 'em if you got 'em. This is the Chris Spedding retrospective celebrating life and great canon of work. And uh yeah, this is this is track 10 off of this great playlist brought to you by the Oxford County Oracle. <laughs> uh oh, hey listen, are you going to be fucking yes. since since you're going someplace else is the county going to change? Are you going to still rule the land? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I gotta, I gotta have a new nickname by then. We'll figure it oh, out. It'll be the same, same old G. Yeah, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always me, man. Well, so, hey, when you go to a different prison, you get a new number. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, boy? All right, let's go. Smoke them if you got them, folks. Let's go.
Yep. And they're all real good. Yep. And I get to lose my mind for days and weeks on end. And I get to drop off music that might not be at the same level. And I don't need that anymore because this brings me different colors. And that's what it's about, right? It's about expanding and, uh, and, and, and getting better and better because shit, what are you going to do if you're not doing that? I learned about Bob Downs. I, I learned about Michael Gibbs. That's right. Um, and, and at the end of the day, man, spread it over. Send it around. This is Smoke yeah. Me If You Got Him. This is only part one, folks. We still got plenty to go. And this week is all Chris Spedding all the fucking time. A big shout out to the new subscribers and the new listeners. We love getting the feedback from you guys. And then you guys are really enjoying what we're doing. But guess what? We're having an even better time. So we'll catch you next time on the Chris Spedding Retrospective. Smoke If You Got Him. You are listening to 